0: You are listening to audio from Faith Church. If you are in the Seminole St. Pete area, we would love for you to join us on a Sunday. To learn more, visit us at faithrs.org. Well, good morning, Faith Church. Man, I must say, it is awesome to see the youth leading, is it not? Can we get a hand for the youth this morning? So as I was trying to figure out you know, the sermon to prepare for you know, the confirmation kids as they're confirming their faith and for our graduates and then for everyone else, I could only land on one thing. And it's a passage that changed my life, one, when I was saved, two, when I was graduating trying to figure out where I was going to go, and even today as I'm continuing to follow faithfully the Lord's call on my life. So today we're gonna to be in Psalm 23. So if you, if you have your Bible or your Bible app, would you please turn with me to Psalm 23? And if you would, would you please stand for the reading of God's word? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, this passage, probably, if not one of the most well-known verses, passages in Psalm, it's probably one of the well-known passages in the entire Bible. I would say this is a very, very well-known passage. And it's a tough one to preach on because it's so well-known. Everyone has their different opinions on what these different things mean. But today we're going to focus on this one idea, that we are sheep. So today we're going to learn a lot about sheep. So I hope you're ready because there's some interesting animals. And, you know, it's funny because a lot of people think, man, sheep have to be the dumbest animal I've ever seen. Well, it's hard not to argue that. And I'm not saying I don't fully believe that. But science shows us that sheep are actually very intelligent animals, believe it or not. They can feel emotion just like you and I. They can feel fear, anxiety, boredom, anger, sadness. They can feel all these things. And they're also very good at following. So they're smart when it comes to certain things, but then in other areas, they're also not that great. But one thing I want us to understand is that in sheep's nature, in their DNA, they are hardwired to follow. To follow the leader. To follow a leader. They're going to follow something. It's, in their, it's hard-grained in them. They have no choice but to follow. And what we're going to look at today is that sometimes sheep can tend to follow the wrong things. And then they get themselves in these sticky situations. And this is a true story. So it might blow your mind, but this is a true story. And some of the kids in the youth group have already heard this. But in Turkey, in 2005, there was a flock of around 1,500 sheep. And one of those sheep decided to go astray. He wandered off to probably find greener grass or follow something else, I'm not sure. But as he was walking away and going astray and doing his own thing, he actually walked off a cliff. This is not, I'm not joking, this is a true story. You can look it up. A sheep walks off a cliff for no good reason. But what did I say, in DNA, And it's in their DNA to follow, right? So then, to make the story more interesting, the other 1,500 sheep all walk off the exact same cliff following the leader, with no good reason. And I guess if you want to make the story somewhat better, you know, I guess it's good news for what it's worth. Only 450 of them died, because then they created a cushion for the rest that just plummeted right off. So I guess if there's good news, that would be it, that you know, they've still got a little over 1,000. But it's so interesting to think that sheep just wander and go astray and do whatever they want, but they're always trying to follow something. So today, I want to look at how we, in our lives as Christians, three ways in which we can be sheep and why we should be sheep for our shepherd. So here's the way, number one. He provides for us. And it says this, the Lord is my shepherd, and we could spend the entirety of today on this first part of this verse right here, the Lord is my shepherd. And, and we'll spin a majority and we'll kind of go through in different ways. But I want us to really understand and grasp the concept that the Lord is our shepherd. Because in ancient times, a shepherd was probably one of the lowest of the working jobs. It was something that the youngest son would do. It was a job that no one really wanted, why? Because the shepherd tended for his flock Day in, day out, 24-7 he was caring for those sheep. That means whether the weather was good, whether it was storming, whether it was flat, beautiful terrain, or whether it was on the side of a mountain on a cliff, no matter where they were, they were constantly looking and taking care of these sheep. Always. It was one of the lowest jobs. No one wanted to do it. Why? Because it was something that probably felt like it was never-ending. You're always, no matter what, taking care of these sheep whether they go astray or whether they're following you like perfect sheep would. And this is the thing that we see this reoccurring theme in the Bible a lot, that that God, the Almighty God, comes out of heaven and takes on human flesh in the form of Jesus so that he can save our souls, right? But now we're seeing that God, the Almighty God, takes on the form of a shepherd. Why? Because if we're his sheep... He loves us so much that he's going to come down, take on the form of the lowest working job so that he can look after us 24-7. Every day of our life, forever, we have someone looking after us and caring for us. And not only that, but he provides for us. Why? Because it says, I shall not want. If we are his sheep, meaning we are Christians who are faithfully following God, then we shall not want. Why? Because he makes me lie down in green pastures. Now you think, okay, cool, I can, you know, chill in the pasture. That means I don't need anything. Well, for sheep, there's four things that sheep need in order to lie down. If they don't have these four things, they will not lie down. They have to be well fed and not be thirsty. They can't be, have friction, meaning they can't be rubbing up against all these other sheep in the flock. They have to have their own space. Third, they can't have bugs in their eyes and their ears attacking them and and nagging them. And fourth, they can't feel fear. If they feel threatened, they won't lie down. So they they have to be well-fed, they have to have no bugs bothering them, no friction with the other sheep, and they can't have fear. If they have those four things, then and only then will a sheep lie down. And what this is showing us is that that we need to understand that God will provide abundantly more than we can ask for so that we shall not want. We will have everything we need so that we can lie down in the green pastures. He's going to provide for us so that we don't have to worry. And for the confirmation kids, hear me out on this. You just confirm your faith and that's awesome, but From this point on, remember that God will provide everything you need and trust in him. If we follow him faithfully, we shall not want. And for the graduates, when you're going into this new season, trust that it doesn't matter where you go, if you're following Jesus, he'll provide for you. And for everyone else in here, whatever life may hold, whatever direction, whatever decision we may be trying to face, Understand that if you follow God diligently, he will provide for us. But not only that, if we're his sheep, he will guide us. It says this, he leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. So there's several things I want to pick apart. Start, first, I just want to start with these Still waters because this is just showing the calmness, the peace of these waters. And for the sheep, if the water is calm, the shepherd can do many things. One, the sheep can go and drink so that he's not thirsty. Two, the sheep can be bathed in the water. And third, this, if it's a calm water, it's a clean water, then the shepherd can also cleanse and restore the sheep. Because if they have injuries, then he can clean the wounds and he, and he can protect and, and help bring the sheep back to, to life. So we see that he leads us beside still waters. Why? So that we can find rest. Because as Christians, when we are saved, the first thing we experience is rest in God. I don't know if, if you felt that, but when, when you're saved, and you give it all to God and you say, God, I, I understand that I'm a sinner and I need you and, and I want to lay it all on the line that first thing you experience is rest. Why? Because you're comforted by him. You can rest and be assured that you're saved. And this is a reoccurring theme for us as Christians is that when we struggle and go through these hardships that we can find peace and rest in God. And we can know that God is the one that will provide for us. He's the one that's going to guide us. He's going to lead us beside still waters where we can rest. But in this rest, in this still water, he restores my soul. So in Hebrew, the idea of this restoration is is this idea of salvation. This idea that that when we are beside these still waters, when he's guiding us, then he can save us. It is only through Jesus Christ that we can be saved. And when we're saved, then we can find rest in him. And he will restore us our soul. Now there's another idea. It's a situation called cast sheep. And this is a situation that's very unfortunate. It's when there's either a sheep that's a little overweight or has a little too much fleece or is maybe real heavy. They have all those four things they need to lie down. And when they lie down, they start to get comfortable and then they start to stretch out their legs and, and roll over on their side a little bit. And trust me, I have a dog and I know this is true. And if you have an animal, I'm sure you know this is true. When they start taking a nap and when they get real comfortable, they lay upside down or they stick their legs out and they get all comfortable, right? So I've seen this before with my dogs, so I know it has to be true with sheep. But, but what happens is once, if, they're, if they're real heavy or have a lot of fleece, once they lay on their side a little bit and their legs leave the ground, What happens? All the gravity centered on their back and they can't get back up and they start to panic. They start flailing their arms trying to get back over only to make situations worse. And they roll over on their back. Their legs are straight up. They have no way of turning back over. And we call this cast sheep. And in this situation, gas is built up inside the sheep. Circulation is cut off. And it's only a, a moment of time before the sheep takes his last breath. And the only person that can restore this sheep back to health. The only person that can save this sheep is the shepherd. The shepherd comes and he can turn the sheep back over, put the sheep back on his feet, and restore life in the sheep. And what I want us to understand is that us as Christians, if God is our shepherd, then sometimes in life, we get stagnant in our faith and when we turn over on our side and we get a little stuck and we don't know where to go, we get lost and, and we kind of start to go astray and, and run away from God. And, and God is the only one that can come back and put us back on our feet and say, come on, follow me. He's the only one that can get us back on our feet to continue walking in our faith. Too often we're like cast sheep who are upside down on our back, panicking, trying to figure out how we're going to get through this situation. When really God's got under control, we just need to follow our shepherd and trust in our shepherd because he'll restore our soul. And in doing so, he'll lead me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He's going to lead us, he's going to guide us in paths of righteousness. Not paths that are going to harm us. Nothing that's going to tear us down. He's going to lead us down paths of righteousness so that we can glorify his name. Because God wants what's best for us and what's best for us is him. That's why it's path of righteousness for his name's sake, because it's ultimately all glory to God. And if if he's leading us down where he wants us to go, then it's what's best for us. I have this written down. This is is something that one of my pastors I worked for before told me over and over and over and over again, because I knew that I wanted to go into ministry, and I didn't know where. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew I wanted to be in ministry, real broad. I was trying to narrow it down. I was trying to pray, God, please show me. Where do I want it? Where am I supposed to go? Where do you want me? And this pastor told me this over and over and over again. He said, where God guides, he will provide. And he told me that. He said, trust in it. Where God guides you, he will provide for you. And this is why it's so important to understand the reason why we're sheep. Because it's easy to to think about the idea, man, God could have picked any, animal he created all the animals and he could have picked any of them to call us something imagine if he was right here on stage today and he went and named you off and he would say oh you're a lion or a dinosaur or a fish or you know I don't know anything but then he turns to someone and says you're a sheep you'd probably think a sheep what that's the best you get from me and so sometimes the idea of being called sheep is offensive because we think man I don't want to be that, that animal that's wandering off all the time and getting lost and getting stuck and the one that's helpless. I don't want to be that. I want to be a lion who's powerful and, and mighty. Or I want to be a bird that can soar and, and be free. But why do I have to be a sheep that's, that can't do anything? And here's the importance in thats that is that we're called to be sheep. Why? Because what do sheep do? They follow. But this is important. Hear me out we don't have to worry what our future holds we don't have to worry about the days ahead we don't have to worry about where we'll be in a year why because all we have to do is follow because where God guides he provides and this changed my whole perspective on how I was going through life instead of trying to figure it all out I said you know what I'm going to figure out where God wants me right now in this season of my life, and I'm going to follow him. And the seasons ahead, he'll know where I'll be. Because think about it. If that shepherd's leading that flock of sheep, no sheep in that flock knows where they're going. No sheep is worried about the days ahead. No sheep is worried where their food and water will come from. No sheep is worried about being taken care of. All they're worrying about is following that shepherd, following that leader. And we as Christians, you see, we need to be the same way. Ultimately, what it boils down to is that we just need to follow our shepherd. Because he's going to guide us, and where he guides us, he'll provide for us. And in that, we can find comfort and protection, because he teaches us that he'll comfort and protect us. It says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So the valleys in this time, they were treacherous terrain, steep terrain. There was a lot of ravenous animals. There was animals that wanted to attack the sheep because the sheep were just prey. And a lot of times there's thieves that hide in these valleys. And so this is a very hard place for these sheep to get through. It's very difficult. It's a place of suffering, a a place that you don't want to be in, a place that you try to escape. And as Christians, we're in in this valley a good bit. There's a lot of situations in life that that we don't like, that we feel like, man, we are in this valley, and I don't know if I'll ever get out of it. But I highlighted these words right here, even though I walk through, because it doesn't say even though I set up camp, even though I sit down, even though I hang out in the valley. No, it says even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, meaning that God promises we're gonna get on the other side of that valley. We're not staying in it. We're going through it. We're not being stuck in this valley. We're not getting stuck in that suffering. We're going through it. And not only that, but we're going through it with God. But you may question. You may say, no, I, I, I get what you're saying, but I don't fully believe that because I've known some people who have had some medical issues and then they were in that valley and, and, and they didn't make it through. Or I knew some people who were depressed and and they didn't get to see the other side of that valley. I know people in that valley right now and and I know, I don't think they're gonna make it through it. So how can you sit here and tell me that, that, that we're going through that valley? Here's why. Because truly if we're sheep, truly if we're Christians who are following our Lord and Savior, we're not restricted to this earth. We may make it through some of the valleys in this life while we're here on this earth, but some of the valleys, when we go through, it may be with God in heaven. But is that not a blessing? That we still make it through that valley? And what better place to be on the other side of that valley than with God himself? So understand this, that yes, we will have valleys in our life, we will have suffering, we will have hardships but we're gonna make it through. If we believe that we're Christians, we're gonna make it through. We're either gonna be with God or we're gonna be living and breathing and and keep pumping air in our lungs and we're gonna keep going and we're gonna keep telling people about Jesus. Why? Because we're going through that valley. It says, I will fear no evil for you are with me. We are not alone in this. So whatever valley you're in right now, understand this, you are not alone. The God of the universe who created and orchestrated everything is with you by your side and not only that he protects us it says your rod and your staff they comfort me so in this time the shepherd would have a rod which is about two and a half three feet long and it was a rod that was strictly for defense protection of his sheep if there was an animal or a thief coming to harm the sheep or take the sheep that rod would be used to defend the sheep to protect the sheep so that they wouldn't be harmed God is showing us that he is going to protect us. That doesn't mean he actually has a rod, but metaphorically he will protect us as if a shepherd with a rod protects his sheep. And also he has a staff. This staff is probably exactly what you're thinking. It's wooden, tall, has the hook on it, you know, and you see in all the little plays and everything. But there's reasons for that. That staff is used for several different things. One is used to guide because the shepherd's going through these terrains, he can use it to stable his balance and to help guide himself. And then in doing so, the sheep can follow. Two, that hook, it actually has a purpose because I'm telling you, these sheep go astray and when they do, when they get stuck in a thicket or in a bush, or if they get stuck on an edge of a cliff and and they can't get back up, that hook can actually be used to free them from the bush or to to bring them back up to safety off that cliff. That that hook from the, the staff is actually beneficial to help protect the sheep. Once they get in these situations, once they go astray, that hook can help bring them back. The staff is used to bring them back. But not only that, this is an interesting one. The staff is actually used to count the sheep. The shepherd would lower the staff low enough so the sheep could only pass by one at a time. And in doing so, he would count, the shepherd would count how many sheep are there to count and number and make sure every single last sheep is there with him. And what happens if he counts and he gets all the way down, last one, and it's not there? Well let's look at this. Because in Matthew 18:12 it says this: What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the 99 on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? This should be so comforting. us as Christians. One of my favorite hymns is Come Thou Fount, and, and we know in that that even though we're prone to wonder, it's in our nature to go astray. It's in our being to go and try to do things our own way. Even when we do that, God will not leave us behind. He will leave the 99 sheep That doesn't mean that he just lets them all wander off. He makes sure they're safe. And when he does so, he goes and he does whatever it takes to find that one. So no matter how hard you're trying to run away from God, no matter how far you're trying to go, he's right there behind you. Why? Because he loves you that much. He's not going to let you go astray. He's not going to let you get lost. God loves you so much that he's going to be the perfect shepherd that follows and chases you down so that you're never lost. You're never alone. Because in that valley, he is right there with you. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. And then he shifts into a little different aspect, more of a banquet hall aspect. And he says this, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And this is interesting because when you read this, we're learning all about sheep, right? And the shepherd and how the Lord's our shepherd. But then he switches to this this dinner and this feast. And you think, well, Why does he do that? He does this because he wants to emphasize the importance that he comforts and protects us because in ancient times, when you prepare a table for someone, when you prepare a table for a guest, that means that you have food, drink, everything they need to to eat. When they sit down, they're ready to eat. They're not waiting. Their table is ready. And also in this time, if you had a guest and you were the host, It was your responsibility to make sure that 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 guest is not harmed. It is your responsibility to protect your guest. So what God's doing is he's actually showing us that he's just reiterating the fact that he is comforting and protecting us, saying that I will give you everything you need, and in doing so, I will protect you because you are my guest. But think about how beautiful that picture is. God sitting at a table Inviting us. What did we do to deserve to eat at a table with God? That's the thing, nothing. That's God's love for us, that he loves us so much that he invites us to be guests at the table with him. And he will give us everything we need. And it says this, that you anoint my head with oil. This is something that the host would do for his guests as well to, to show respect and, and, and to basically show joy and wealth and say that, that you are my guest, you are accepted, you are welcomed in this house. And God's doing the same for us. He anoints our head with oil saying that we are welcomed in the presence of the Lord. Because God loves us. He wants to protect us and he wants to give us everything. And not only that, in abundance, my cup overflows Whatever you think you need, God gives you more. God gives you more than you can even fathom. But yet we go astray. But we need to understand that he will comfort, he will protect, he will look after us, he will go and find us if we go astray, and he will take care of us. And it's interesting, this anointing my head with oil, because even though this is along with the banquet idea, it also ties in to sheep as well. Because why not throw in another sheep fact? Shepherds would put oil on their sheep's head so that it would, it would basically make the bugs go away. They wouldn't, they wouldn't go on the sheep's head and lay eggs in their eyes and their ears if they had oil on their head. So it would protect them from this torture, this nagging of these bugs. And what God's showing us is that he's not going to let anything harm us there may may be physical things the world is broken and, and, and it is sometimes a hard place to live in but spiritually God is protecting us and when we have this comfort and peace this leads me into my my last point that David does so well when he writes this psalm he confirms that we are his Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Meaning we have an eternal home. Like I said, that valley doesn't end. Even if we get through one here on earth, there's still a place we have hope for. There's still a place we're going for that we're always walking through that valley and we're always heading towards God. Because we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So to tie this all together, confirmation kids, hear me out. We need to understand that as we're starting this walk with God, As we're chasing after him, he'll provide for us. He'll guide us. He'll comfort and protect us. So when things get hard, keep trusting him because we know and can be reassured that we are his. Same goes for graduates in this new season of life. Trust in him. But for everyone else, it's the same story. Everyone's life's different. Everyone has different valleys they go through. Everyone has different opportunities that they have to decide which way should I go different paths to take and you and you pray Lord which one where do I go we don't have to know where either of those would end up we just have to know where is God calling me where should I follow how can I follow the goal for all of us today should be how can we be the best sheep we can be because as I've studied this passage, this is by far my favorite passage. It just means so much to me. And I've learned that the place I want to be is I want to be the sheep right next to the shepherd's leg. I want to be right here. Why? Because I would have to push through the other sheep to go astray. I would have to fight to get off course. I don't want to do that. I want to be right by God so that no matter what happens, I'm not going astray. My goal is to be the best follower I can be. I don't have to tell God where to go. I follow where God tells me to go. and That's what we should do as Christians is be the best followers we can be. Be the best sheep we can be because the Lord is our shepherd. He will provide. He will guide. He will comfort and protect. And we can rest assured that we are his. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for this passage. It has meant so much in my life, Lord, and I pray that It means a lot for people in here today. I pray that you spoke through me, that you spoke clearly. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you didn't burden us with anything else besides following you. We don't have to worry, Lord, about what our future holds. We don't have to worry about where we'll be down the road. Lord, all we have to focus on is following you here and now. And Lord, I pray that we can be faithful I pray that we can be obedient. I pray that we can be persistent in following you. Lord, I just pray for all the confirmation kids in here that they can continue to pursue and grow their faith with you. I pray that you guide the graduates, Lord, as they go into this new season of life. I pray that you lead them well and that they can trust in you and lord i pray for our church family that we can lift one another up we can comfort one another we can be there for one another so that we can follow you lord lord you've called us to first love you and then to love one another as ourselves Lord, I pray that we follow you, we obey you. I pray that we want to be right next to our shepherd because we know our shepherd wants what's best for us. And Lord, I pray that when we go astray, because oftentimes we do, I pray that you always draw us back in. I pray that you never let us get too far. And I pray that you protect us and comfort us always. Lord, in you we find rest. And I pray that today, if someone in here needs rest, that they can find you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.